0: We now move to Tony from the Tocht, and as I was already saying, uh, Tony, I'm really looking forward to also hear your perspective from the practitioner side, but also from from the think tank side, um, in terms of how do you see what hap- what was, has has been changing the last ten years. on European fund policy, the
1: Okay, thank you, <coughs> thank you very much. First of all, uh, well, uh, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me, and indeed, I have this kind of well conversation between. Um, uh, theory and practice in my own head constantly um, and um, and also in in my own family since two of my boys are already following in my footsteps and now also studying international relations Um, reflecting on well, the most pressing challenges um, I would take up some of the points um, Helene mentioned earlier, I think one of the main challenges is indeed that um, this liberal rules-based order, as we knew it, um, is increasingly well under threat or challenged from different sides. I mean, and now not only, let's say, by major players like China and Russia, uh, but also uh, the US. Uh, so, what is the US still a partner, and where, and in which in which area? Um, it is not a complete disorder, so you have also a certain resilience. You have parallel orders. In some areas, we, we still cooperate, as, as, as we did before, but some of the other areas are increasingly challenged. Um, just to, to well, it, what, what we had before, we thought that the EU was, was a bit like, like the city on the hill and we had this values-based foreign policy, and we we thought that more or less automatically other um, partners, uh, accession countries, but also partners in the neighborhood, (laughs) would automatically follow our example and take more of the key communautaire, more of our values, and work accordingly, well, work to according to the same rules and practices. Um, And now this, this big soul-searching is going on In how far is this, is, are we still an example, how far can we still project our values, um, and how far are, or are we being increasingly an exception. Uh, so th- this is one thing we are, and that's also something we are now um, thinking about when, when looking at the US. I recently had a, uh, a conversation with policy planner from the MFA in Canada, and and there as well they they are also soul searching. Is the U.S. still a partner? How far? In in what areas? Where where? So everyone is gradually coming to the idea, uh, coming around to the idea that that well, Trump may not be an exception. There are some uh, I mean underlying developments there which we should take into account and which reach beyond Trump. Uh, so this is one thing we, and, and, and one thing in the di- discussion is, was, okay, so if this is the way the world moves, um, who will be our partners in the future, and should we not have something like, um, well, to have... Um, the rest of the West coming together. So uh, let's say, apart from the U.S., uh, to 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 gather the other countries on some some agenda. Um, this values-based foreign policy, as we had it in the EU, uh, is also something which is well increasingly challenged. Um, and we had this idea of normative power Europe. Uh, how far is this still valid. If you look at the EU global strategy, the latest one, it is a bit more realistic when compared to previous strategies. Uh, We have this principle pragmatism, although it's very difficult to to explain what it really means in practice. Uh, We are focusing more at resilience. We are somehow uh, vectoring in um, also uh, yeah, other, other elements, uh, let's say we are looking gradually more geopolitically at the world, we start realizing that power relations do matter, they're not the only thing, but we should take that into account also when developing a more strategic approach. Um, and, and we have, against this background, big questions about the effectiveness of the EU as a foreign policy actor. Uh, and how far you can keep unity unity in purpose but also unity in action between well, the EU as such and and individual member states and that's I think a a big challenge. Um, I'm now returning partly um, as strategic policy advisor to the Dutch MFA my experience in EU foreign policy making is um, mainly from the early 2000s so I can draw some comparisons Comparisons with the uh, pre-Lisbon period, um, and I will just mention a few points. And I think, well, John can explain how, what much better, what the differences are with the present situation. Um, I think, in principle, the EU is now much better equipped uh, with the External Action Service, the High Representative being also Vice President of the Commission. Uh, having a strengthened role of the EU delegations abroad, having a a permanent uh, PSC, uh, having a President of the the Council, I think in principle the EU is equipped institutionally to play a much more coordinated role and a much more strategic role. I think in practice it is much more complicated. Um, When I compare it to the Situation in the early 2000s. I mean, even then we were trying to develop uh, some more strategic approach. We even had a common strategy on Russia. Well, the big problem was it was neither very common, nor it was very not, not very strategic, but at least well, there was something <coughs> like that. And then in, uh, when I was, uh, and I was for some time, serving as um, deputy or um, acting uh, European correspondent, so the one responsible in the Dutch foreign ministry for coordinating CFSP, or the Dutch input into CFSP, so w- what I saw then, we were, we were at that time working on uh, the strategic partnership with Russia and the the, the four common spaces, um, and what you could already already see then um, is that it was very difficult to get all the member states on one on one course on one line on one agenda. Um, the continuity in the approach was mostly guaranteed in those days by the Commission, uh, but it was not really very much integrated when we for example we we prepared a summit with President Putin in The Hague 2004 Um, only at the very last moment we got all the briefs and files from the Commission so even Member States, even the Presidency didn't know exactly what the Commission was working on Uh, and we had really this was a big struggle, an internal struggle I hope that these struggles are now gone, um, and so you have this basic continuity in Brussels. Uh, but there is still a, something which may have been better in our days in um, engaging member states is the element um, that when we had the presidency or we were in the Troika, uh, really everyone was committed because, well, your Prime Minister would be in the driving seat. Uh, the Minister of Foreign Affairs would be in the driving seat of the Foreign Affairs Council. Well, that's no longer the case. So when I compare it to um, the, well, the, ju- just the most recent presidency which we had, I mean, all the other ministries in The Hague were very much engaged. Um, for the Prime Minister and the Minister, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, it was... It was different uh, because they were no longer in the driving seat, so i don 't know what this means for commitment it 's also I think different per presidency. Uh, how committed they re- but in those days, we really had this kind of urge that you, you really had to work on this you had not and apart from your Dutch uh, prejudices and things, you had to think as a European. Um, and work on this european agenda um, i don 't know how that has changed, but um, that was maybe is maybe a bit more disadvantageous now than it was in the past. Um, so in principle, yes, we have more instruments for a more comprehensive and more strategic approach in practice, what I see um, is that um, a lot of EU policies still tend to go towards the lowest common denominator. Yep, I'm rounding up. Um, And it is still difficult to get all the member states on board for a more strategic approach. Uh, You see some member states... Well, what very often happens is in, in relations towards other countries that when it is about human rights they say okay let, let let the high rep take care of that and come with a declaration uh, and when it's about trade relations they um, tend to do their own, uh, their own thing. Um, so that, that makes it more difficult to have this common approach and, and, and keep it. Um, what, is, what is different um, is that we are looking I think now at the world less from a technical approach uh, so um, I think this is one of the big disadvantages in the past <coughs> that for a long time, also with eastern neighbourhood policy, uh, we, we we looked at it as a kind of technical process without vectoring in more broader geopolitical uh, effects it would have because we didn't do geo- geopolitics as you. Now it's, I mean, it's not that we, have, we try to be a completely a geopolitical power actor or something like that, but we... we are gradually realizing that these things matter, and that we have to think about this and, 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 well, use it in our policies. Um, And finally, I think what is also different from from the early 2000s or pre-Lisbon is that gradually the EU is trying to find a bigger role in security and even in defense matters. Uh, that is a big difference. There is, a, there are now also increasingly more tools in the toolbox to do this, um, and that that is in the same line as well. Thinking also about well, the geopolitical effects which uh, EU policies have, that you also you should not only be a technical player or in in, in cooperation, development cooperation, assistance, those kind of things, or transition processes, but also. Uh, um, to act more as a uh, security actor than, than in the past, um, because in the early 2000s we hardly thought about those elements and now we use better, much better equipped to to do such things to work in well civilian missions, uh, <coughs> other missions, uh, sometimes uh, g- moving more a bit in t- moving more towards let 's say uh, the uh, the military and defense sphere. Um, and that I think is a big uh, uh, difference, uh, whether the EU is still willing in all aspects to use all these instruments in, in a coherent way, um, uh, well that still remains to be seen uh, and I think a very important element in future is where, uh, where could we have, on which issue areas uh, could we have uh, more like QMV also in, uh, in foreign policy making. Uh, which 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 could make it more effective, but whether member states are willing to go all the way in, in this respect, I don't know.
0: Thank you very much. Johnny. Uh, I think a very good follow up also from Helenlenes on the, on the more normative side I think also this, this idea that well I think we all agree that things are changing and the big question is is something fundamentally changing that it's something new or is it just something you know that is a hiccup and you will go back to? what we were used to before. So I think there's this one question. But I think also very important, I think, because in pre- preparing for this workshop, it was also like, oh, let me check what's actually new on EU-Russia relations. And then you go to the website, and indeed we have a strategy from through thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting, there at least, there was something. It was maybe very unacademic, a lot of blah, blah. But at least member states had agreed that it makes sense to have a document. And what I find so fascinating in the last year years is well, why we strengthened perhaps the Brussels perspective on European foreign policy. It did something to the member states, and I think there's there really a lot still to discover, which is really interesting. And perhaps Nick and me did some interviews in the last few days in Brussels, and one thing that was fascinating was also this idea that third countries sometimes say, well, if it's bad news, well then, you know, they sent the EU. If it's good news, the members did come and sometimes we are confused to so what is now our relationship. So I think there's there's even more to discover.